0: Hello and welcome to NAM Talks. As always I'd just like to let you know that if you have any questions you can always contact us via our corporate email which is Funds at nodia.com So last week Nadia were back in Berlin for the flagship CityWire Fund Selector event. Now of the 35 asset managers who were present there, and 13 of them, and that included us, uh, were showcasing funds linked to impact, transition, sustainability, or ESG. So clearly this is still a a major theme. So for those of you who were unable to attend, our presentation was around Climate Investing 2.0, and the investment opportunity behind tackling real-world carbon emissions. So we thought it would be a good idea to run a session today to take you through the main talking points covered at CityWire event last week. And for that, I'm joined by Portfolio Manager Alexandra Christensen. Good morning, Alexandra. Good morning. So first of all, I'm glad that you survived um, a very gruelling few few days in Berlin. And I know from first hand experience that it's quite a tough one. but, maybe I thought we could start with uh, a little bit of a tricky question. Uh, what was actually the hardest question that you got from the delegates last week? One
1: of the toughest discussions we had last week, and actually over the past few months is whether renewables are, are dead in the water at the moment. you know, have the economics of renewable development been ruined by rising interest rates and affordability concerns? We don't think so, and we see some of the extreme reactions in the utility space and the industrial space as opportunities to add to our conviction in this space. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you have to be selective about which renewable pipelines and which management teams you're investing in, as well as what the valuation of these companies um, means in terms of implied growth expectations. But we are confident that the companies we're invested in, in the portfolio, will be able to create value in this space
0: maybe as a quick reminder to our viewers, yours is one of um, just a handful of strategies out there that um, directly addresses this twin goal of, of real world um, decarbonization and alpha generation. So I was just wondering if you could just tell us how you go about um, achieving both of these ambitions in the portfolio.
1: Yes. So this strategy is, is seeking out those businesses whose role, whose relevance in that future sustainable economy is is misunderstood and misvalued. And this usually entails, as you say, businesses with a heavy environmental footprint, where many investors have simply excluded them from their portfolios to perhaps meet sustainability criteria. Um, but the reality is, is more com- complex than that, right? And there are many of these businesses with environmental footprints that look bad on paper, but they're still relevant in the green economy of the future, or they're even critical in enabling us to get there. Um, So we're seeking out those businesses um, and and looking to unlock value and drive environmental change in the real economy through investing in and engaging in these sorts of companies.
0: So I'd be interested to hear, because we we launched this strategy uh, 18 months ago, what's been the biggest challenge for you over those past 18 months since you've been managing the strategy? The
1: macro backdrop—it's been extreme, yeah. volatile since launching the fund. I mean, we've had record high inflation, interest rates, geopolitical conflicts—you name it—and um, yeah. and this has resulted in in really big moves in the market, big moves in terms of investment style, industries, as well as the company specifics bottom up. Um, but you know, we continue to stick to where we believe we have a, an edge as bottom-up investors focused on climate and engagement. Um, And when we have these extreme short-term moves, we double down on this bottom-up analysis, and we look to really take advantage of any dislocation from fundamentals. And we also adapt our active approach to, for example, the changing operating environments of the businesses that we're investing in.
0: In in September, you and your team won best sustainable fund launch at the Investment Week um, Sustainable Investment Awards. So congratulations. Thank you. So the award was all about um, excellence in sustainable investing. So I just wondered what you think makes your strategy stand out from, from competitors. Yeah, well, I think first of all, I'm really lucky to be part of a team that has been running
1: climate fo- focused thematic strategies for the best part of 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I think we definitely have an edge from that. Um, I'm also lucky to be part of an organization where they, you know, we have the resources, we have the resolve to use engagement over exclusion to hold these businesses accountable, to drive their ambition in in the transition to a more sustainable economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a strategy level, I think what's different is we we launched climate engagement last year because we saw this real opportunity to generate alpha and to drive change in the real economy from these overlooked engagement stories I described. And so we started with a blank sheet of paper to find these bottom-up high conviction cases. We aren't just applying engagement to retrospective investment cases in order to justify still owning businesses that, have you know a high env- environmental footprint, and you know in in an environment where stakeholders stakeholders care increasingly about environmental impact that that might cause some issues this this is starting with a blank sheet of paper we have conviction in the in these stories. so I think we stand out for those reasons
0: so when you look at the investment landscape today, you know why do you think investors should consider committing assets to your strategy?
1: Well, first of all, I think it will bring diversification for many um, asset allocators and diversification, not just in terms of relative to a global index, which at the moment is highly concentrated around a few mega caps, right? Um, And the strategy is very, very different from that, but also in terms of, you know, the style and universe of this strategy relative to most ESG focused approaches. as i described we're going after those more unpopular unloved overlooked parts of the market um and and therefore the, the universe is very different um from some of the traditional esg focused strategies that looks for the for the good e for the for the leaders in the e space mm. um and 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 the result is a very different style of, of a, a more contrarian approach and a more of a value tilt Than than the majority of ESG strategies out there, which tend to be more quality and growth biased.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of discussion uh, in the market right now about the the magnificent seven. You know, these seven stocks that have really been driving the market higher. Um, Do you have any exposure to any of those seven? We don't. Um, It's difficult to justify how they would fall
1: into the universe of this strategy. If you if you remember, you know, this is about finding businesses where there's doubt about the continued role in the low carbon economy of the future, where there's a misunderstanding as to the, the relevance and um, perhaps transition risks are overestimated. I, it's hard to argue that those mega caps fall into that category. So they haven't been part of our universe to date.
0: So, so do you think that this kind, of, the, the kind of strategy that you're that you're running today, do you think that can be replicated through passive funds? And the reason I ask that is that we're seeing a lot of flows um, heading into that direction right now. So is this an active space or could could you play a passive version of this?
1: Uh, I don't think you can replicate this through a passive approach. Engagement is inherently active. You need to speak with management teams. You need to interact with them actively in order to hold them accountable for for change in the right direction right and an action needs to be taken in order for the underestimated future relevance of these businesses to be rewarded in the market to be discounted back to the share price today you know and, and as i said before as as, as long term climate focused investors we think we have an edge here and we think that that's something that management teams find worth listening to and and, and want to engage with us and want to interact with us so Definitely, this can't be replicated properly through a passive approach.
0: Great. Well, um, what we're going to do now is we're going to look at the key takeaways. And then, Alexandra, what I'm going to do at the end is ask you if there's anything that you'd like to add. So, first of all, um, if we go to the key takeaways, first of all, um, we think it makes sense to invest in undervalued and overlooked companies that have the potential to become leaders in the green economy. And that's really the bedrock of, of this strategy secondly what we try to do here is leverage on the power of engagement to support these companies in fulfilling their potential and thirdly for investors this is a way to make a tangible difference in the world and engage for change with as we've mentioned earlier an award-winning climate investing 2.0 approach so those are the three key takeaways. Alexandra, is there anything that you'd like to add? Maybe there was something that was discussed at Citywide Berlin that hasn't been touched on?
1: I think one final thing to touch on is, is the time frame here for this strategy. Right. You know, often we get asked, do we have to wait for 2050 and net zero uh, okay. t- to, to see the, the, the fruits of this engagement work rewarded? And the answer is no, no. The idea of this is that the management teams we're engaging with will do enough that, that it will de-risk that outlook. It will um, lend credibility to their strategies. And so, that future more positive scenario in that green economy of the future will be discounted back to the share price today. But it will still take some time, right? We're asking for sometimes big strategic shifts and capital allocation decisions. So the investment horizon for this strategy is is three to five years. But in that time, we believe that the management teams that we're pushing and speaking to will do enough to change the perception of their businesses in the market and and unlock value that way.
0: Excellent. Well, on that positive note, I think I will um, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Before we sign off, uh, if you're looking for more information on our views and investment solutions, please do go and visit nordiaassetmanagement.com. Thank you and goodbye.